Welcome to the Covering All Bases podcast, where we're going to discuss everything that baseball and softball players and parents need to know in order to play at the next level, whether that be high school, college, or professional. This podcast is hosted by me, TJ Moffitt, professor of kinesiology and baseball strength and conditioning coach at Cal State Bakersfield and owner of Moffitt Training Systems, and Bobby Mattia, the owner of the Bakersfield Baseball Academy and Bakersfield Braves Baseball Club. This episode of the Covering All Bases podcast is brought to you by Moffitt Training Systems. Moffitt Training Systems is an online strength and conditioning service that delivers the highest quality strength and conditioning programs to enhance the physical development of baseball and softball players. Training is delivered directly to you right on your phone with videos and written descriptions as well as access to our coaches. Check out Moffitt Training Systems today and take your game to the next level with the best physical development out there. What are some questions you have? Yeah, and if you have questions, you know, shoot us questions during the podcast. If we don't get them during the podcast, well, we'll either get back to you individually or we'll make the good questions. Yeah, yeah, the good questions we'll we'll answer, you know, to the best of our ability, you know, the the next podcast or whatever. This is just a way for us to get in contact with more people. There's only so many people in our area. There's only so many people that we can work with at one time. Podcast lets us bring that information to everyone, everyone who wants it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a lost time for parents. And when I yeah. talk to parents, they're just so lost. That's what that's a part that I, I don't – it's not that they don't try. It's just they don't – Yeah, they try real hard. Yeah. It's just they, they – they're just trying to find the right answers for their kid. And it's, you know, the best A lot of parents didn't play kid. college baseball. Yeah, a lot of parents, you know, they don't, they don't play get the opportunity to play college, yeah, college sports, period. And, and I watch, you know, I see people, I've had people ask me, like, if he goes to college, he's going to, he or she is going to have to get a part-time job. You know, we really can't afford it. I'm like, that is humanly impossible. No, I did. It, I, I did it running track, and it was terrible. Oh, I, I definitely pulled away from my athletic ability working at the same time. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. I when I was coaching in college, my pitchers were in the weight room at six in the morning. Yep, they were in class at eight. They got out of class at noon. They were on the field at one. We finished around five thirty. I would say finished cleaning the field and everything at five thirty. Uh, the boys went to dinner, and they had study all from seven to nine. And kind of uh, from a college perspective, this is my boss who I worked for, which I thought was phenomenal. I actually played for him. Did not realize what he did when I played, understood it better, you know, as a coach and an adult, was I had said to him, man, we sure do take a lot of the kids' time. And he said, we give them from 9 p.m. to 6 a.m. to get in trouble. He said, if they get in trouble from 9 p.m. to 6 a.m., they were going to be troubled kids anyways. Yeah, that's and nine hours out kids, of the day. Those are nine not quality hours. Those are nine away. not quality hours, and those are nine sleep hours. Yeah. You know, trying to get them to get some rest. So you kind of engage their bodies, you know, to, to you kind of cycle them, you know, to get to the point where it's like, all right, by 9, 30, 10 o'clock, I got to get some sleep because I got to be in the weight room at 6 in the morning. And, you know, it takes a couple weeks for them. Yeah, to, I see my boys in the weight room at 6, 6.30, and they're – Ooh, they're gas from the day before, but oh. we still got to get our work done. That's 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 that that's the key, and that's those are the things when you 
I actually talked to a parent yesterday. We were talking about a kid who is a phenomenal, but he really is. He's a, he's got everything you want in your kid. He's big. He's strong. He's, he's got everything. There's nothing this kid can't do in baseball and football. And I tell the kid all the time, you're lazy. And he agrees with me. And I just told, was with his grandfather and told him, none of this is important until he gets his driver's license. Once he gets his driver's license, now we'll know if he really wants to do it or not, because now he can bring himself. Yeah. You bring him, his yeah, dad he's, brings he's, him, he's his mom brings him. He's He doesn't have a choice. He doesn't have a choice. He's getting dropped off. Once the kid gets a driver's license and starts doing his thing, now he has options. He can turn right before he gets to the school. He can go left. He can go hang out with whoever. Yeah. And and that's when I really notice where kids, you know, desire, you know, that desire. You see with a lot of kids, once they once they hit that 16, 17 range, it's it's a driver's license. Whenever yeah. that is, I know it's sixteen in California, but I'm just saying. But you're right, it's sixteen, 17, like when they get their driver's license, that's when you really notice a difference in them because their cars just don't quite make it over to here. Yeah. They or fall their cars a little short. Up, or their cars show up every day and they're there all day. That's what I mean, and it's in, and that's uh. One of the things I noticed with kids trying to get like parents, like, you know, we want to, we want to push good work ethic and staying focused and all the other stuff. You have to give them a little time. We stress to the kids all the time at the baseball school. And this goes for the parents too. It's, it's like, it's probably an hour 15, hour 30. I actually asked TJ yesterday, you know, what's a good time frame to work? I asked one of the players, you know, I said, how can you, how long can you be out here and get a quality workout? And he said an hour, hour and throwing program, 10 minutes, you know, your workout. And so it's, you know, stress to the kids that this is an hour, hour and 15 minutes. I tease them all the so time. I'm hour, like, it's two hour, SpongeBob. Maybe an hour and a half of yeah, real two, quality two work. Two SpongeBob episodes, you know, <laughs> two, two Brady Bunch when I was a kid, you know, two Brady Bunch episodes. Like, like it's not that long, No, but a lot of, parents i think and, and more so kids but they're like they think you have to be out here for three or four hours and you're just like that is absolutely not true it's like come in here get a good hour 15 hour 30 in and get on your way and go be a kid yeah go to movies go do your stuff um be just be a kid be, yeah. play video games there's nothing wrong with playing video games but it's when you but it's when you don't get that yes. hour, hour and a half of your work done. It's the consistency over time, being able to show up day after day, get your work done. If you're working hard for three hours once a week compared to working hard for one hour five days a week, exactly. you got you got two more hours. That's, that's and you got more free time. Yes. And that's where the kids they don't um we want them. I tell the kids, I stress them, play video games. That's their outlet. Yeah. I don't I'm have not friends. so much a video game guy. Um but your outlet, that's their outlet, and it lets them go. I just, we talk about all the time, I, I say to the kids, uh, when you hear the word addiction, what comes to your mind? And they're like, alcohol and drugs. And I'm like, there's addiction to so many other things, Yeah. hence your video games. You know, you're addicted. You have to get your four hours in, your five hours in. Yeah. You will lose sleep in order to play your yeah, the definition of an addiction COD, is a habit that's pulling COD. away from Yeah, that's you. all it's, it is. It has a negative impact on that, your life. That's what they don't have. Well, it, it's, it's, they don't, you know, they don't see it as a negative impact. They're just seeing it as I'm hanging, I'm doing my stuff. And so trying to get if their you're kids. you're missing two hours of sleep every night, 
As oh a kid, yeah, that's you need, huge. You need that eight to. You can get up to ten, and you'll be great. Yeah, your body you're grows when feel you're better. sleeping. Yeah. You, oh, everything grows when you're sleeping. But that's people don't understand that. Yeah, and kids don't want to sleep when sleep should be a not party. at night. They want to sleep at day. Yeah, they want to sleep <laughs> when they got other stuff. Vampires, to do. little vampires. <laughs> yeah, because I talk with my college guys. It's it's we got to eat and we have to sleep like we're training. It's a part of our training now at this level, at the college level. Eating, training, sleeping is is all together it's not one and another you don't sacrifice sleep you don't sacrifice your nutrition you don't sacrifice your training you don't sacrifice your practice you have to find the other places to sacrifice you're gonna have to sacrifice my coach in college gave me one that i really liked it was in order to be great you have to sacrifice something so it's what are you going to sacrifice a lot of kids sacrifice what they want most down the line for what they want right now they want the fun right now they want the hang out with their friends, stay up late, yeah. the party right now, when that just takes away from their overall dream. Because you can't be great if you're sleeping three hours a night, you're not working hard, you're, you're doing all the things wrong. For my high school kids, when you use the word like your dream, I tell the boys, because, you know, we, we, I ask them, you know, where do you want to go to school? I get the USC, UCLA, Vanderbilt. You know, schools like that. Power five big names. Yeah, power five big names in their quality baseball programs. Yeah. You know, I want to go, I want to go to these schools. And my immediate response is, well, what's your GPA? And they're like, oh, it's like a 2.7. Yeah, that's not And I'm point. like, well, I'm just like, cool. We can eliminate UCLA, USC, Stanford, Vanderbilt. And they look at me as if like, what are you talking about? I'm like, 2.7 doesn't play in those schools. That, that can't even, they won't even get you a visit. You're not getting a visit with an intern. Yeah. The two point seven. So you can so go I, through the, the campus yourself, but yeah, you're not you, oh yeah, no, they'll let they'll let you on, but no one's gonna talk to you. Yeah, and and so I say to the kids, that's not your dream, that's your fantasy. Yeah, and there's a difference. There's a huge difference between your dream and your fantasy. Kids that dream of going to those schools understand that their school is the number one priority. Yeah, that my my GPA, SAT, ACT. Those are the top priorities just to get to those schools to talk to me. Oh, by the way, yeah, that gets your, I have you a 88-mile-an-hour fastball with a pretty decent slider to go with it. Well, now we're in the door. Yeah, we We're can, 100% we can start in talking. that door. Yeah, we, we can start, start talking, talking now. But you drop your little 3.0, 3.3. Even if you go in 95, it's Dude, 95 doesn't get you in. Your that, liability. Yeah. I, I looked at some of the rules to get into Vanderbilt, and velocity was not one of them. <laughs> It was, yeah, it was, it's not. You I couldn't to. find it. I looked too. I was like, "Come on, man, give me just one." Yeah, one, one baseball, met- yeah. one baseball <laughs> metric. Yeah, it's just it's one, one baseball metric, and we're in sixty time velo, exit velocity, bat speed. Nope, oh, none of it was on there. <laughs> none of it. So, yeah, student athletes. The school has to come first when it comes to getting into the school. You can't go to a school that you can't go to school there. I don't, I don't think everybody understands that. Yeah, they don't. They, they just don't. They, they see, you know, like I said, they look with blinders on, and I'm good with it. I, I mean, you know, I have. That's why we're here. That's what we're trying to talk about. Yeah. You know, just, just and we're good with it. But sometimes I say, and, I, and this is where I offend people, not meaning to, but I'm just like, you've got to stay in your own lane. No, nobody loves your kid more than you. We get that. But you have to stay in your own lane when it comes to stuff that you've done a wonderful job already as a parent because your kid's on the verge of maybe going to college and playing baseball. But, you know, there's a, 
I, I don't know exactly. I'm going to say 130 junior colleges in the state of California that your kid can go, you know, play baseball at. And, and it's not a, a knock or a diss on anybody when their kid goes to junior college. Um, I know there's 300 junior colleges outside the state of California. And for those who aren't informed, um, junior colleges outside the state of California give scholarship, just just like they do at D1, 2, 3, whatever, NAI. They actually give scholarships. Yeah, California doesn't. Right. And California does not give scholarships to those kids. And so when you're, uh, your kid is seen by a junior college outside the state of California, they can offer a scholarship. And they have, just like everywhere else, out, you know, out-of-state tuition, in-state tuition, room, board, schools that offer, let's say a majority of them, I don't have a number, but I would guess 80% of them, you know, have dorm living, you know, yeah, meal, yeah. meal cards. I, I think 80% is a good one to where they have on-campus living for your kids, and uh, and they cover that. You know, a normal junior college, when I was in that realm coaching and doing our stuff, we pay for the kids' school. Yeah. And back in, I mean, this was, you know, 25 years ago, but we would offer kids all their school. And then back then it was, you know, roughly 4000 for room and board to live in the dorms mm -hmm. and have your meal taken and everything else. I'm sure that cost has gone up. Yeah, absolutely. But, but um, I mean, you're probably looking at seven grand, which is about thirty five hundred per semester, yeah. and you can make payments on it over the semester, which is roughly four months. Yeah, September, October, November, December, and then you'll have a payment again. But uh, where I worked, we had six full meal plans and six full room plans, which gave us twelve. Yeah. So when we would take a kid that we were highly recruiting. We would offer their school and room, yeah. or we would offer their school and board. I don't remember ever giving a kid room and board. Yeah, um, but we would always give them. You, you do know, have to section it out across the whole team. Yeah, you well, have, you, 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 I, you I can't have just give all your money to one guy. Right, and and that's the thing. Even in a, a lowly junior college, and you know BFE, you're just like in the middle of nowhere. You're you're still have these scholarships, and I still can't give them. You yeah. know. Realistically, then, you're probably going to have to pay for something with your kid going to school. Yeah, yeah. You're going to have to pay. I, I tell people all the time, we, we live in Bakersfield, California, and there's a junior college. Uh, Bakersfield College is a phenomenal college, and they are, um, they are they're, they're a great baseball program. And there's Taft College, which is, I don't know, 40 miles away. And they're, they're a great baseball program, a great sports school. These are schools that really – love their athletes, love their students. And I tell people all the time, break down what it's going to cost you to send them to a Bakersfield college or a Taft junior college or something like that. And they say, Oh, it's not going to cost anything. You know, we, it's like 1500 bucks. And I'm like, wait a minute, you, he has to drive there or she has to drive yeah. there every day. Um, she's not going to take, or he's not going to take a sack lunch there. So you break it down, just like how many tanks of gas will you go through in a week? And yeah. one tank, okay, that's fine. Well, in today's world, that's a normal Depending price, the right? car, 80, 90 gonna, bucks. Yeah, I mean, 60 to 100 okay, bucks. Okay, so I'll go 70. We'll go yeah. 70 bucks for a tank of gas. Well, there's $280 a month. And and the sack lunch thing will wear out real quick, yeah. unless they've been doing it since preschool. Yeah. No, they're going to so, take a sack lunch and they're going to get lunch. Well, that's not, so they're now gonna, you're, they're buy, you're hoping. They're going to buy food. You know, so I'm easily like 15 20, bucks a day. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm day always on the low end, 15 yeah. <laughs> bucks a day. So there's 75 bucks a week. So now you're looking at 300 a month. Yeah. So now we've knocked out 550 bucks a month. 
you know, just on food and gas. Yeah. And, and you're still feeding them. They're at home, you know, that's what, and you break it down. And, and theoretically, I mean, without crunching numbers, you're probably, you're still going to spend eight grand on your kid going, you know, to your local junior college Yeah, with all the other expenses. And people are like, well, I was going to have those expenses anyways. I'm like, I understand that. So for you're still four grand, for four grand, you can send your kid away and maybe they can grow up a little bit and maybe, yeah. you know, kind of learn to be on their own and survive and be their own person. Yeah. Just kind of learn to be their own person and watch what you, as the parent that you were like, have developed and it I, the numbers got to be in the high 90 percentiles that you raise a good young athlete you know or good you know young son yeah they're daughter. at that position to, yeah, to go they, and play college right. baseball at any level they've done something right yeah i mean they learn to you know do their own laundry and they learn of course they don't do it like the way we want them to do it but it doesn't matter they do it anyways yeah I, I being the example when I played in the eighties, uh, 501 jeans were the, you know, that's what we yeah. wore. And, and I remember coming back for Thanksgiving, my fr freshman year and everything I had, had a blue tent to it. And my mom was laughing. I get up, you're, wa you're washing your jeans. With everything. I wash my jeans with everything. And I always, you know, wash it's it with cold water, wash it with cold water. It won't bleed on you. And I got I'm wearing white shirts that have logos on blue. it. It's got a little blue tent to it. <laughs> <laughs> so... So that's kind of how you learn. And uh, that comes back to the, the failure piece. You're going to have those, those learning moments. You're going to learn best from when you mess up. Yes. Just those little, I mean, those, those are the harmless. things I remember. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't remember pitching bad. I don't remember pitching good. We won a national championship. I don't remember. Like, I mean, I do remember, but I don't. It's not, yeah. I have to watch a video to, yeah. you know, kind of get a mind recall. Yeah. yeah. Just get some perspective of what it was. Um, you know, it's not a, you know, I have a ring that doesn't even fit my pinky. <laughs> That'll let you know the development of a young man. It, it, yeah. it literally does not fit on my pinky. And it's a national championship ring. So, so I apparently have grown a lot since my <laughs> freshman year of college. And, uh, and you just, you, the, you know, your perspectives back then and versus today, I think that goes for all the parents. One one of the things I say to, and I, you know, I, you'll I'll say this a lot through our podcast. I don't mean to offend anybody, but um, it's like people that are so locked into, you know, my kid has to figure out what they want to do, you know, they what do we what they want to be when they grow up. And no disrespect to anybody, I tell them when someone asks you that, just say I'd like to be bigger and stronger when I grow up. Yeah, and and I don't think any of our parents listening to us is doing what they thought they would be doing when they were 20 years old. You know, you're not, yeah. you're not, you go back and when I was 20, I was going to do A, B and C. And then here we are today and you're doing L, M and N. You're just yeah. like, these weren't even in the equation. Yeah, I didn't even see these no, possibilities. Right. These weren't even here. And so I stress, stress to the boys, you know, I'm not going to worry about yesterday. I don't want to talk about tomorrow. I just want to get done today what I need to get done. And, and I just want to get a little better every day, get a little better every day. And if I fail today, I'll make a better effort tomorrow to not. I heard a guy, a coach told us one day, and he was like, you guys get so wrapped up in what you did yesterday, and then you're so worried about what you're doing tomorrow. And he said, you got one foot in yesterday, one foot in tomorrow, and you're just peeing on today. And I was just like, wow, that made total sense to me. Yeah, you're, no, you're so wasting you're, you're not you're not here right now yeah you're not in the present and i was just like wow 
And then that just kind of motivates you to, nobody wants to go run every day. Nobody no. wants to go do their throwing program every day, but then it starts, you know, it starts becoming part of your life. Yeah. There's guys, uh, bad example. I'm sorry, but I use football a lot as an example. There's a guy in the NFL, Joe Flacco, who was on his couch raising his five kids with his wife and doing all kinds of stuff. And we 10 or something, 12 football, the Cleveland Browns call him. He's their yeah. fourth quarterback. And guess what? They're in the playoffs. He's 38 years old and he stayed in shape the whole time. Yeah. And I would, I'm amazed that a 38 year old, he does not play for money. He doesn't, he's no. already, he's already a Super Bowl champ. Yeah, he's 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 done it. He's done. He's he's done. He's set up financially. He said everything's set up. He's got five kids, married. Need to be with my kids. Gets a phone call. Yeah, I'd love to come work out. Yeah, takes his team to the playoffs. You know, and it's not a. I'm I, I those. It's just a part those of are the life. cool story. Yeah, you can't, you can't separate that. That That's started it. when he was thirteen years old. Maybe even younger. You know, yeah, just just trying to get get an hour in, get an hour and a half in every day. Just trying to. I'm never going to lose my edge. You know, and I, I, it's just super impressive for me. You know, being fifty, almost fifty nine years old. You know, you're you're that the guy would just stay grinding, doing it. Yeah, and these kids are trying to learn how to start that. Sometimes I think the parents push a little too much of what they need to start. Kids yeah. don't like to listen to their parents. No, no, not nobody. And that's the thing we talk about all the time. I tell people, you know, they say my kid doesn't listen to me. And I'm like, mine didn't either. I don't know why you feel like, you know, you're any different. Yeah. Yeah. We just kids never listen to their parents. And I, I'll say to, a kid. Yeah. I say to dad sometimes, I'm like, I'll tell you what, let me talk to your kid and you talk to my kids <laughs> Yeah. and I will respect that you have my kid's best interest at heart and you respect that I have your kid's best interest at heart. Cause they'll definitely listen to us. I mean, I hear it all the time. From we can dads. say the same exact thing. Yes. I tell, I hear dad say it all the time. He'll listen to you. And I tell him the exact same thing. He doesn't listen to me. I'm like, I know, but he loves you more than me. He's like, don't, don't <laughs> yeah, lose that perspective. Yeah. He loves you way more than he loves me, but he's, you're his dad. You know, yeah. you're the guy that's providing for him. He doesn't yeah. care. He, he doesn't, hears, he hears your voice all day, every day, all day, every day, man. <laughs> it's just, so, and that's, you know, we're not like, it's just pointing out some key factors that I think a lot of kids truly really want to play. They just don't understand like what doors they got to really kick open to get there where the door even is. Yeah, no, that's probably a better point. They don't even know where the door is. And, and parents, I say all the time and back to that, you know, I don't mean to offend anybody, but you know, stay in your lane. Like just, if you, experience college sports that have to be baseball or something if you experience college sports then you know exactly what goes into it but if you didn't you know it's not it's new for you it's you for the if kid. you think going to college and having a part-time job was hard go to yeah. college and be an athlete yeah. it's it's crazy man it's not it's a full-time job on like top I, of your school. yeah no no it's it's uh I, I laughed years ago the ncaa passed a rule I don't remember what it was. Twenty hours a week. Yeah, it's twenty PJ. hours a week for uh, NCAA Division One. That's all right. So you get twenty, you get 20 hours, hours a week of practice of mandatory practice. Mandatory practice. That's plus absurd. there's plus there's I would voluntary have opportunities. <laughs> I would have loved to only had to be up there for twenty hours a week. 
But you, you got to be out there more than that just to oh, get the edge. No, yeah, no. There's, there's the kids uh, are doing stuff on their own for an extra five to ten hours a week. Yeah, at least. No, no at least for sure. There's a uh, and there's no coach around. College baseball has uh, during the fall starts in September ends probably around November tenth. You know, roughly November fifteenth. I don't know the dates have been yeah just around. just before Thanksgiving is yeah when, just before when Thanksgiving fall ends. What it officially ends. Yeah, and it goes and, down to the eight hours a week. Yeah, yeah, eight hours a week. I'm eight hours done by Tuesday. Yeah, and uh, they, uh, but it's it's you have a double header on the weekend, on Saturday, and that in itself is ten hours. Yeah, I mean in itself is that's 10 a whole hours. day. That's a whole. That's day. just a day, and you're only allowed twenty hours in a week. Yeah, how like, are you gonna how are you gonna do that? That doesn't it doesn't that doesn't exist, and it's not. Uh, for, for the parents getting off topic, but on topic is I know a lot of people that run companies, big companies, they want to hire former student athletes Yeah, because they put in, I mean, I'm, I know I'm close 80 to 90 hours a week and then they go to work for this company and they work a 50 hour week and they are lost for 30 or 40 hours. That's what I did when I got out. I was... When I was in grad school, it was like, oh, I'm used to working a 10 to 12 hour day with everything I got to do. So I'm just going to keep doing that. And it just didn't stop. Yeah. And what I do now, like my wife gets mad at me because I work too much. That's exactly. Like, but it's, it's not, it's not weird. Like no. 12 hours is not weird. No, it's norm. Yeah. I get, one norm. Day, I get one day off. And it's not, it's not work. You know no, what I mean? You're it's, not, it's, it's not a work. It's not a, it's just what we do. It's what we get we wired to do. Yeah. yeah we we just get wired to do that. You can't, um. You know, the wiring mechanism changes when you're in college. And so guy, people love hiring male and female former athletes because their perception of time is not the same as, you know, people that go to school from 8 in the morning till, you know, 12 in college and taking 17 units. And then they go get a little part-time job and Hang they work from 2 to 6. And, yeah. Well, they go, you know, work from 2 to 6 and then. And then they get their homework, homework and then, yeah, go get a little homework done and maybe go to dinner and, and then start their day over. We don't, it don't work just, that way. And my, no. my wife ran track in college as well, and she's in her new job. And now she's on the, I work all the time because she doesn't, she doesn't know how to turn it off. She's on salary now. So it's just start up in the morning. She's working middle of the day, take a little break, comes back, working again, working yeah. again, working again. But it's just, she doesn't see it as something she can avoid. Like yeah, well, and of, it's not work. It's, a, it's just how you, it's how we're wired. Yeah. It's just part of our day. Yeah. It's, it's weird having too much downtime. That's what it is. Start getting There's empty. one of our boys. It was, uh, it was really, it was cool. One of our boys went to a school in Kansas and super intelligent young man, um, worked hard and went to a school. And as soon as he graduated, got a job with a bank there and they were just like, he, you know, he said, people at work get frustrated with me. They say stuff to me like, you know, you don't have to be here all the time. And basically, it was their way of saying, quit outworking us. Yeah. And he was promoting and, and he's just, he's done a handful of things over the time. He's back home now. And, but it's a kid that I was with every day. And I don't get to see him that often because I asked him, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I got to work. I got to get this done. I got to yeah. get this done. And, and I just tell them all the time, I'm proud of you. I'm just proud of you because 
you know, he won't stop, but it's not work. We don't look at it as work. It's like, yeah, the, it's, it's, it's like farming. You know what I mean? The sun comes up, farmers are working. The sun goes yeah. down, farmers are done working. Not theoretically done, but yeah. they're, 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 done they're for right now. It's time to eat and rest and then get back up. And that's what, you know, like being a farmer, you, you work, there's no hours. You no. just work from sun up to sundown. And, and then you, yeah, I don't know how, I don't drink. think I've ever worked an hourly job. I, it just I, doesn't fit my brain. Yeah, I, I just not. Yeah, I, I'm not wired that way. I, and I'm, I guess over time, you realize why you're not wired that way is because of your sports background in college. Yeah. It's not. There's not an hourly. I don't know. I mean, yeah, you not, have your your daily schedule, but you're not counting the hours. No, no, you don't even no. It's I, you're doing what you got to do because there's something at the end of the road that you really want. That's it's a part of it. Yeah. Yeah, you're part of that process mindset. Yeah, just trying to achieve, hit that goal, whatever that is, and in baseball or softball, even track. I I learned PB or something like that. Personal personal best. best. Yeah, I learned that this last summer. Like the kids were, some of the kids were out here at the baseball school, and they they do run track or they swim or they do something, and they're like, I'm just playing for PBs, and I was like, Well, then we're going to start doing that in baseball. You know, we're going to do a PB because you guys always have this batting average and ERAs and all the other stuff, strikeout ratio and balls and strike. All those great part about we just do some PB, man. Yeah, you can focus on yourself and what you're achieving personally because baseball, the results are not in your control. That was a good learning for the old man. You know what I mean? That was a good learning for me. And I told some of the kids, we're just going to get a PB right here. Yeah. You know, a PB could be, I'm going to hit one ball hard every game. Yeah. You know? And then if I hit a it ball could be hard, a, it could be a swing three times and then at bat. Yeah, yeah, and a miss. It's like yeah. yeah, it's like those are PBs. And so, me personally, you, our coaching staff, those are things we're trying to set out for kids. Yeah, you know, control we're trying to set control. up. Yeah, control and have success because baseball doesn't have a whole lot of success. No, it's a lot of failure. So how can we set up success for the kids? Yeah, the PB thing was good because I didn't. I mean, I always hear you know heard about you know. That's uh, it, you just hear about it and you, you don't really pay much attention to it if you're not involved in it. Yeah. But same goes in golf. You know, if yeah. you've never, every kid's golf, you know, golf dreams to break 70 or 80, yeah. you know, I want to shoot in the seventies and you get that and you realize that plays nowhere yeah. on the PGA tour <laughs> no. or the live no. tour or whatever it is they call it now. It plays nowhere, but it's your personal best. And then yeah. you get going and you try to get better and better. And those yeah. are the things that, your little marks to, of achievement yes. that you can keep building on top of. You know, put put little goals out there that are attainable, and that's what we do, you know, with the kids. They run a seven five sixty. All right, cool. Let's get to a seven three. Yeah. Our goal's seven, but we're not getting that. You're not you know, going to go from seven five to seven in two days. No, in two weeks. Yeah, two, uh, two months. It's not. You know, you're yeah, not. We, uh, we maybe start scratching at two months if you yeah. were uh, if you just ran real poorly or you just never trained at all. But realistically, like it's going to take time. It, it, everything is time, and, and the kids have to be engaged in that moment, in that yeah. time, in that you know dream. When when it comes to throwing a baseball, a lot of the kids that we get, they go through our throwing program. They do their different things. At the beginning, they will see a velocity jump. You know, give it like a yeah. month. You give it a month, six weeks. Well, I don't know. TJ's in charge. Him and Kyle are in charge of doing this, but. Within six to eight weeks, you'll see a little velo jump. 
Yeah, you'll see improvement. You know? Six six to eight weeks of training is going to make a change. Oh, yeah. Your body's and, going to change. And a lot of kids will see in a six-month, maybe ten-month gap, you'll see a big jump in you velo. See a very big jump. You know, if you'll you can see. can stay with it. Yes. Stay on You stay plan. on track. and Yeah, you stay on your plan. Stay on track. You'll see a big jump in velo. And I'll, I'll use hypothetical numbers, but you'll go from 75 to 83, which is a phenomenal jump. We just saw that with, uh, with Brittany. He's been going for a year and a half, and he's getting over ninety now. Yes, and he was he was seventy mid seventies. Yes, seventy six, seventy seven. For everybody out there, it's a kid that doesn't even throw at his high school. Not his high school's fault. Yeah, he didn't play he his high school take this last it. year. Well, he can't take it from from the baseball school to his high school. We're yeah. working on that right now, but but you see these big velocity jumps, and then kids want to continue, or parents want to continue those big jumps. You will hit a big jump, and then you could be stay. six to ten miles an hour. Then anything after that is just little half mile increments, one mile increments. You might hit a two mile increment over a small, but those are they're just small numbers, and yeah. that's where. So we see in the strength training, you're going to see a huge bump in strength when you start training. After the first 12, 16 weeks, you start making real small jumps. Yeah, Kids get frustrated because they're like, "I used to be able to put on." Right. 10 20 more pounds every day when realistically now it's you just got to do it another time you just got to do it a little easier you got to do it a little faster you have to change what's going on if you want to see those new improvements right it's hard to keep making big jumps it's yeah really well, you, yeah no yeah, the body it, doesn't like to do that yeah the body's not gonna it doesn't allow that it's kind of i mean i enjoy getting kids that don't throw hard you know, 13, 14 years old, they throw strikes, but they don't really throw really hard. We get them on the throwing program and get their bodies going right and doing the stuff. Yeah, we start, they start lifting that. with me. They start throwing with Kyle. That's they're... what I mean. You guys get them on that program, and all of a sudden you see these velocity jumps, and you're just like, wow, that's super, you know, yeah, speed the kid, jumps. The, the kids that flake out after <laughs> six, eight weeks, it's just... Well, it it's just, yeah, but it's, right. Those are, those are kids, you know, the world needs them. Yeah. You know, the world else. needs umpires. Yeah. You know, it's not a, you know, the world needs umpires, man. It's, um, those are, those are guys that become umpires or whatever, you know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? They just don't want to be players. They'd rather do something else and, and, and then they'll hit jumps in their, you know, whatever it is they start yeah. desiring doing. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Covering All Bases podcast. We encourage you to leave us a five-star review and share this episode with one of your teammates, one of your friends, or anyone else you know that is trying to get to the next level, whether that be baseball, softball, high school, college, or professional. We want to give the best information to those who need it. So please share it out. We look forward to talking to you again soon.